Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. Grace and peace, beautiful souls. Rise and shine. It is a beautiful soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, this is your host, your sister, your auntie, your girl, Dr. Lynn Goebel, and I am back this week to give you another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. That is what I keep coming back to give you a dose of, and I am here just to release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from, your phone, your home, your car, your computer, maybe even your television or your radio this week. So again, I want to say thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally who continue to support the Godcast podcast. Listen, I love and appreciate each and every one of you so much for tuning in each week, for showing me love, And I want you to know that I am sending big hearts and lots of love right back to you all across the world. So I pray that all of you beauties had an amazing week last week. I can say that, listen, at the end of the week when it was Friday, I was so grateful and thankful to start my weekend I mean, there's not a lot going on, but I'm always glad to see Fridays and to have a couple of extra days of rest and relaxation. For the last couple of weeks, I have talked about your words having power. I have talked about speaking life. And this week, I want to continue to not only talk about your words having power, but how much power is in a name. It was William Shakespeare who asked the question, what's in a name? Your name represents your identity, but it's even more than that. Your name has value and it even has power. Now, there is no other name more powerful than the name of Jesus and no other name given among men whereby you must be saved. The Bible talks about that in the book of Acts chapter four, verse 12, that the name of Jesus carries weight. It has power, but you should also understand that your name also has power. And even if no one knows your name, let me say right now, understand that your name does carry weight as well. And, you know, there are some names which we hear, which we are familiar with, that, you know, when you hear that name, that person and even family members of that person, when you hear the name, you know that the name has clout. And that there is also a little bit of power and authority behind certain names. Well, I want you to know that your name also has power. And this reminds me of something that God told me years ago. 
It was before I was married. And I was just praying to God about demonic forces, the power of darkness, and just being attacked by the enemy in general. And I will never forget, God spoke to me and he said this. He said, there are some places demonic forces or the enemy will not go. And I said, well, where is that? And he spoke my own name back to me. He said, Lynn Banks. So I say that Banks is my maiden name, of course. But the reason why I say that is because when God spoke that and said that back to me, it let me know that your name can carry so much weight, so much power, so much authority and anointing in the spirit realm that even demonic forces will know your name. Your name is more than who you are, who you are called, and who you have become. I don't believe there is a word which is more powerful than a word which represents a name. And I'm glad that God has me in this vein right now to address words which have power because I believe that it's important to know the value of your words and to know the value of your name, what they mean, and how much power and authority and weight not only your words have, but your name also has. You know, I can remember watching the movie, What's Love Got to Do With It? You may have seen the movie as well which featured the life of American singer, songwriter, actress, and entertainer, Tina Turner. At the end of the movie, when she finally mustered up enough strength to leave Ike Turner, well, during the scene when they were in court, she told the judge that she didn't want anything from Ike. She didn't want any of his money, any of his assets, and the judge just looked at her and he said this, I will never forget it. He said, but do you understand that you will be leaving here today with nothing? And I will never forget how powerful her response was. She looked at the judge and she said this, accept my name. I mean, that was so powerful to me as powerful of a message the movie itself had with all of the things that she experienced, all of the abuse, all of the hurt, all of the pain, all of the frustration, everything that she went through, and all of the feels and emotions the movie left you with, I will just never forget how much of a resounding message I know that it sent to me when she made that statement. So essentially, She had the money, she had the fame, she had the fortune, but none of those things mattered to her except for her name. And this is something that I've always said about myself. There are probably millions of people who do not even know who Lynn Goble is, and they have most likely never heard my name. And my name may not mean a whole lot to other people, but it means everything to me. And you know what? You really should feel the same way. 
This is something that I have always felt passionate about to the point that I was always very careful and very selective in choosing the names of my children because the name they are given is the name they will take with them and be called for the rest of their lives unless they change their names, which, funny story, my older son used to always (laughs) change his name. He wanted to be called DJ, TJ. His name is Jordan, but we call him Jay. And growing up, he was TJ, DJ. At one point, he was Michael, Michael Kyers. So he gave himself a given name and a surname. (laughs) And there was one point when I literally just had to sit him down and talk to him and tell him, son, please tell people your real name. But My older son is named after his father, and I do want to talk about being named after someone else, possibly later in the show when children are named after their fathers or named after a family member. But my older son has two middle names, Jordan Emmanuel, and his name Emmanuel means God with us. So I purposely chose that name for him because when I was carrying him, I just went through different things, different emotions, and God was truly with us throughout my entire pregnancy carrying him. So that name was very significant to me, not to mention I knew that Although we call him by his first middle name, which is Jordan, one of the names he carries is God with us. However, my pastor, Bishop Moore, always referred to my older son, Jordan, as Emmanuel because that was also my bishop's middle name. And his granddaughter, who is my niece, named one of her twins, Lynn, as a middle name. And although his granddaughter and I both had our own personal reasons for choosing the names that we chose for our children, the fact that someone close to you has your name, I feel like it gives you a sense of being proud because there is someone else close to you who also carries your name. However, the topic of today's show came about because of a conversation I had with a very close friend and sister of mine, which ended up spilling over into a conversation I had with my husband. And in having this conversation with my husband about names and choosing names for our children, my husband literally opened up a new passion for studying what is in a name. And listen, my husband just brought so much revelation to this. So I wanted to podcast about it and share it with you because it was just really too good to keep between us. But it's really good. And I hope I can finish this in one episode. But I was having this conversation about names and what you should and maybe even should not name your children because names carry so much weight 
and names really do have such an in-depth meaning behind them. And a lot of people may not give enough thought into choosing a name for their children. As I said before, this is something that I have always personally considered in choosing names for my own children. And it's even something that I also prayed about while I carried my children. Even when I was pregnant with my younger son, when we found out that he was a boy, my husband said to me, which coincidentally, I already had girl names picked out, but I did not have any boy names picked out. So when we found out that my younger son was also a boy, my husband said to me, I don't want to name him after me. I want him to have his own identity. So we started trying to think of names for my younger son. And my husband had come up with a name and I immediately said, well, I don't know what that name means. And I really didn't even like the name, although I do like it now. And looking back, I thought to myself, wow, I wish we had named him that. But since I really wasn't feeling that name at the time, my husband, I was talking to him one day and he said to me, well, what about Christian? And I liked the name Plus, I already knew that the name Christian meant anointed one. And my older son actually chose his younger brother's middle name, which is Blake. And I loved the name when my older son chose it for him, although none of us knew what Blake meant. But when I found out the meaning of the name Blake, which means black white, I thought to myself, Oh my gosh, how perfect is that for his middle name since he's biracial? And let me tell you, I did a lot of research trying to find out what the name Blake actually meant. But you may or may not like the name chosen for you when it was given to you by your parents. And if you don't like your name, you know what? It's okay because it literally will cost you $5 to legally change your name, or at least that's how much it used to cost years ago. However, in biblical times, you are going to find out that God changed someone's name for free. Rather you like your name or not, rather you want to change your name or you grew up wishing that your name was something else. Listen, I believe that you were named who you were named for a reason and that is not a coincidence. But as I said before, God changed people's name during biblical times. And before I talk about that, I want to go all the way back to the book of Genesis when God gave Adam the power and the authority to name the animals and every living creature. Listen, when I was carrying my children, I took my time, I prayed about it, and I had nine months to even think about it before I chose the names of my children. But can you imagine? 
having the responsibility to name every single living creature. But what I like is that whatever Adam called each creature, that was its name. And that is still the name each one is called to this very day. I mean, how cool is that? As a matter of fact, after Adam disobeyed God by eating the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and God started handing down curses because of their disobedience, the scriptures in Genesis chapter 3 verses 17 through 20, it says this, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Verse 18 says, Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Verse 19 says, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, Till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, from dust you are, and unto dust you shall return. And after God said all of this to Adam, verse 20 says, And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. So it's almost as if Adam didn't even hear anything else that God said, or maybe because not only did Adam call his wife wife, but did you catch that in verse 17, she did not have a name and God said, because you listened to your wife. So it's almost as if Adam said, oh yeah, she still doesn't have a name. So anyway, he called his wife's name Eve. So she was named Eve by her husband because her name meant that she was the first woman to give life. I honestly, I think that's cool as well. Can you imagine your husband naming you, though? Listen, I'm going to take a short break. But when we come back, I want to talk about that. So stay tuned and I will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show, beauties. So before the break, I was just talking about how Adam, after calling his wife, wife, And after they ate of the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that he realized after receiving curses, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, my wife still does not have a name. So he named his wife Eve. And I mentioned before the break or basically just asked the question to my ladies, can you imagine your husband naming you, though? 
I mean, okay, let's just take a pause right there and talk about that for a second, a quick second. I'm going to hit it and then I'm going to get off of it. But let's just thank God that we do not have to rely on or depend on our husbands naming us as their wives, because honestly, some husbands may really have some choice words to say about their wives or choice names to call their wives. I'm just saying, I'm not talking about my husband, though, because hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Even when he's not calling me by my name, the names that he called me are really sweet, which I can say I love and also appreciate. But speaking of that, have you ever been called out of your name? Woo, Jesus. I mean, when someone is disrespectful to the point that they will call you out of your name, it will just singe you. I mean, I can go from zero to a hundred in a split second to hear someone call me out of my name. Like for real, those are really fighting words, okay? I can remember a lady on my job one time, I came back from lunch and as I walked past her desk, she just called me a name. Now, it wasn't the typical name that may come to your mind because I still have a job, just saying, but it was a name that I just didn't want to be called and a name that I didn't like. So I said to her after stopping in my tracks, I looked at her and I said, what did you just say? Or what did you call me? <laughs> and she repeated it. And I looked at her and I said this. I said, you will never hear me call you anything other than your name. And I said to her, so don't call me anything other than my name. And literally big old tears welled up in her eyes. And she did apologize to me. She said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything by it. Me and my girlfriends, we play like that all the time. And she said, I was really just playing. And I said to her, well, I don't play like that. So I immediately shut it down, nipped it in the bud. And she never called me out of my name again. Let me tell you, I don't know who this is for, but Never allow someone to call you out of your name. If you don't change your name, don't allow someone else to change your name unless God renames you, which God does not have a problem with, and he is not opposed to changing your name. God will change your name. And once you take on his name by naming the name of Christ, he then takes your name which I believe is the name you have now. And I picture another name he has given you written beside it. And he writes your name in the Lamb's book of life, according to Revelation chapter 13, verse eight, which I imagine the Lamb's book of life as a legal document, much like a marriage certificate to let the enemy know this one right here belongs to me. We are in covenant, so you can't touch him. You can't touch her because they carry my name. My bishop really would go into great detail explaining the power of a name. And when my husband and I talked about this, I thought about all of the benefits I have by being his wife and taking on his name. 
So Adam named his wife Eve, which was her first name. And I talked about if you can imagine your husband naming you. But you know what? Essentially, our husbands really do give us a name. And without our husband's last name, which I can say I'm honored to have because I actually like my married name. But because I took on my husband's name, there are certain benefits I have access to simply by having his name. And it has the same effect whenever you take on the name of Jesus. Because once you have his name, it gives you the spiritual legal rights to everything God has in store for you. I'm not just talking about the daily blessings that everyone receives, because in Matthew chapter five, verse 45, it says, you may be the children of your father, which is in heaven, for he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. But the just and the unjust do not both have access or the same legal rights you have as a son or a daughter who carry the name of Jesus. So again, unless you change your own name, don't allow anyone else to change it for you unless God changes your name and you will have a new name when and if you decide to take on his name, which is the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the Bible, a person's name matched their characteristics, their persona, and even their actions. Many times a person's name had a special meaning and in biblical times, names were more intentional. For example, King David's name meant beloved and he was known as a man after God's own heart. In both the Old and the New Testaments, it is mentioned and recorded that God changed someone's name which would be their first name. But you really don't read about someone's surname or their last name, which is how you go back and trace your roots now by your ancestry. But in biblical times, your name was associated with or according to what tribe you were in. Last names or surnames were originally added to someone's first name to distinguish them from other people who had the same first name. For example, if there was Robert the Baker or Robert the Woodcutter, well, in order to distinguish between the two Roberts, surnames were given as last names according to the type of work or trade that person did. So that person's name would be, for instance, Robert Baker or Robert Woodcutter. The Jews also later chose surnames and also China was one of the earliest civilizations to use surnames. People in China reportedly took on family names over 3,000 years ago to help improve their senses, which is why it just became easier to trace your ancestry by a name. And for many years, surnames were passed down by someone's mother. And of course, all of this information I'm giving you can be found on Google. But 
Did you ever wonder why God chose to change someone's name? It is because he wanted that person's name to line up with their purpose. It's because when the person's purpose changed, their name also had to change to line up with the new vision and the new role for that person's life. For instance, Abram and Sarai in the Bible, who had absolutely everything in life except their own child. God promised that they would have a child. And the beginning of their story is found in the book of Genesis in chapters 11 and 12. But in Genesis chapter 15, verse four, Abram asked God directly, He said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? God's answer left no room for doubt. God responded and he said, a son who is of your own flesh and blood will be your heir. And the names of Abram and Sarai changed when God made a covenant between them and God spoke this over Abram and his wife, Sarai. He says in Genesis chapter 17, verses four through six is where this is found. God said to them, you will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. In Genesis chapter 17, verses 15 through 16, God also said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. And I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. Now, All of this is recorded in Genesis chapter 17, but it was in Genesis chapter 12, verse two, when God spoke and said this to Abraham, I will make thee a great nation and I will bless thee. And here it is right here. God said, I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. So check this out. God prophesied to Abram and he told him that he would make his name great. But what he didn't tell him is that his name was about to change. And I really feel a prophetic anointing on me right now for someone. I don't know who you are. I don't know who this is for. But what I do know is that God is about to change your name because where he is about to take you It is bigger than the name that you carry right now. Your name is about to line up with your purpose. Oh my goodness, I have so much more to give you. But listen, that is my time for this week. So next week, guess what? I'm coming back to finish up this topic, What's in a Name? God has given me some really good things to share with you. So I pray that you will come back and tune in next week as I continue my topic of discussion on what's in a name. Before I end the show today, I just want to leave you with this quote, which is a quote from yours truly. 
So this is a Lynn Goble original. And the quote is this, your name has value and it holds a tremendous significance to who you are. So own your name. Don't allow your name to own you. Listen, that is my time, beauties. Until next week, remember this also, your name means something and it does have power, but there is absolutely no other name more powerful or rich than the name of Jesus. So always speak his name, say his name, and keep living your best life for Christ, which is a blessed life. Feast on the word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive, stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Always be kind, keep a beautiful mind, and never forget who God called you to be, purposed your name to be, and who he created you to be. And that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.